Now you're finally allowed back in the country. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting the Canadian professor and then riveting on Canada. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to do all segments on Canada, but there's not enough news in Canada. That's you have one story, <laughs> and then that's it. And then everybody goes to bed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in 2017, both Jordan Peterson and I had appeared in front of the Canadian Senate to precisely warn about these kinds of boundary conditions, these kinds of extreme situations. Mm -hmm. And everybody laughed at us, they scoffed, they mocked. Well, look what we have now. <laughs> so let me ask you, what is your gut feeling on this? Do you think that this is, re this is okay, it, it can only be two things. It's a long, it's a long con or it's somebody who's mentally ill. Because if, if, if it's actually trans, they wouldn't go for the giant Boobs. My, my first reaction was that it was real, but now that I'm hearing a greater number of people saying that it could be a troll, the reality is whether it's real or a troll, it shows that the zeitgeist is not doing too well these days. So. <laughs> it, it shouldn't matter if it's true or false because the response is the laughable part. Exactly. Yeah, they don't know what they're... Instead, Emily, they're so scared of offending, I guess, a very select group of trans men with D, 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 breasts. You notice that they're now pushing out the word equality and replacing it with equity, which is basically a way to, it's basically top-down equality instead of boosting people up. It's kind of scary. What did you make of this? I should say that I'm not feeling targeted again about Canada because Kamala Harris grew up in Montreal. My high school played against her high school. We were roughly the same age. I missed the penalty shot when she was there. I blame her for my penalty <laughs> But, but honestly, let, let me mention this before I, I comment about uh, diversity, inclusion, equity. I've said this about Trudeau, but I'm now going to assert it for her. Mm -hmm. If you take my career of almost 30 years as a professor, add up all of the students I've had, rank the dumbest student that I've ever had, that person would be about 100 times smarter than this lady. <laughs> Regarding diversity, inclusion, equity, I mean, it's not just in these kinds of contexts you see it. At the university, everything now is meted out based on diversity, inclusion, equity. You get a professorship based on immutable traits. You get scientific grants based on immutable traits. It's the most fundamental violation of what made the West great, which is individual dignity. And so now we're losing it one inch at a time. Yeah, it's true. Science is supposed to be independent. data at all? Do you think it's true? And did you change? It wasn't my personality that changed. It's this ridiculous felt body that I have. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't realize you weighed 500 pounds. No, no, I didn't. And I lost quite a bit of weight. I, I decided to use the lockdowns to at least have some sort of silver lining. I stopped eating a lot, started training, and I lost over 80 pounds. Wow. Uh, but, uh, but in terms of personality traits, look, uh, there are several theories when it comes to personality. One is that our personality are set in stone by the age of four and they never change. One that says we have no personality set in stone, it always changes based on situation. Mm -hmm. And this one basically says that it's really in, in the middle. Mm -hmm. We have a certain lever that's somewhere, but then depending on the situation, we can become more extroverted or less extroverted. Right. So I think that this is an okay study, but I don't think that these changes will be enduring. Mm -hmm. They won't last. Interesting. Well, I think your personality changes depends on how much porn you watch. <laughs> right, Joe? That's your swear words. So, Dr. Sad, 
how long before we have a civil rights movement for bots? Because once they talk, once you build a robot, then it anticipates things. Then there's planning involved. And if you can plan, you can feel pain and suffering and disappointment. And then you're going to have a sentient being. What are you going to do? We're going to, all of a sudden, we're going to create a next kind of human that we're going to be responsible for. I think we're very far from that. Okay. Uh, in the 1980s, when I first studied artificial intelligence, you know, the, it was supposed to be, you know, a, an incredible opportunity. And the reality is AI works well for very structured problems. How to maximize search when you're playing chess, mm -hmm. how to get the next best move. But to try to mimic actually human intelligence and human emotions, we're still very far off. So I don't think you have to worry about robots becoming sentient beings anytime soon. What about non-sentient thinking? Meaning? Meaning, like... <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Professor, what if you were limited in what you're thinking about thinking? What if thinking could be non-conscious, right? And that could be a robot not thinking, but doing something, and always, and then, you know, and do just, maybe it's thing is just chopping. <laughs> well, so, so very structured problems, right. AI solves well. Once you, there, there's something called the Turing test. The yes. Turing test is where, for example, if I'm, if I'm interacting with someone, I don't know if it's a psychiatrist or a computer. Right. If it can fool me, it passes the Turing test. Right. Well, for really more nuanced interactions, we're still very far off from being able to mimic human behavior. Mm, all right. Well, I know that what Joe's thinking, how long before I can have sex with a robot? Oh my God. <laughs> but there's a possibility. I'm not sentient that this is all fake, right? <laughs> yeah. Based on these interactions, I think I am in a simulation. <laughs> Again, a new poll found that almost four in five Americans believe that if animals could talk, dogs would be the first to do so. Is this a stupid poll? Uh, <laughs> actually, I have played that game where I, I, I kind of fantasize if I come home and I see my dogs talking to each other. So I've actually done this. Mm. But uh, what I wanted to say is a slightly different thing. Mm -hmm. There's a great study that shows that people tend to choose dogs that look like them. Right. And it's actually been verified across cultures. Mm -hmm. Now. Belgian Shepherds are very regal, aristocratic, majestic, good-looking. Mm -hmm. Does it surprise you that we own Belgian Shepherds? <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. He's <laughs> a very humble man, Cass. <laughs> that nearly half of the people worry that if their pets could talk, 